Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Drake London is one of the biggest dynasty buys right now. We'll explain why next on this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, tell the listeners why Drake London is the biggest dynasty buy right now in your leagues. I, I literally, I, I can't believe it. Cause I, you know, I'm doing some research to prep for this podcast and I'm looking up the ADP in Drake, uh, for Drake London in dynasty startup leagues. Do you know where it is, Marcus? It's gotta be pretty high, right? He's currently being drafted as wide receiver 12, which feels like asinine based yeah, on the, the process. No, it feels too low. It's too low. My wide receiver I just want to see if I can the, get you there. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. My wide receiver one from the 2022 draft class. Like, just he is – he. I, I can't explain how much I love watching him play football. He's got size. He's got dominance. Lacks top-end speed. But guess what? Like, he doesn't need it because he's got the size. He's 6'4". Like, he – makes up for every single concern that you have with speed at, with dominance at the catch point mm-hmm. finishes rookie season with 866 receiving yards, four touchdowns. And this wasn't an offense that was overly pass heavy, like it led the league in rush attempts in 2022 um, was obviously like a, a lot of the season, a, you know, a big primary focus of coverage because there wasn't, there wasn't enough wide receivers there on the field for the Atlanta Falcons that posed a, you know, a significant threat, especially with Kyle Pitts managing injuries last year had uh, finished the season 2.07 yards per route run that ranked fourth among wide receivers with 50 or more targets, 14 contested catches, which that was his bread and butter coming out as a prospect. Like that's where he dominated at that catch point ranked 10th in PFF receiving grade. I, I just think when you look at players with upside and dynasty with youth, like, is there no better buy than Drake London who's being drafted very nearly just one spot away from being a, a wide receiver two in dynasty startups. It feels ridiculous. There's some more context that we should add about Drake London's rookie season, right? If you remember correctly, um, he was injured during the pre-draft process, right? Didn't work out. He ended up working out at USC's Pro Day like a couple of weeks before the draft. And I still think it, it impacted him early in the year. Like you saw him be a little bit, you know, hesitant on some routes. But by the by the end of the year, he finally looked healthy. And it it was a broken ankle, which we, we yes. know like ankle, very obviously a pivotal uh, – a- a pivotal yes. body part in terms of moving manipulation yes. ability to run routes. Like uh, 
I can I can imagine why you might feel some hesitancy to get up to full speed and move the way that you do. It- yes, yes, exactly. And we, I think Kate, we saw by, I think by December, right? You saw him healthy, and actually, from December on last year, he averaged eighty five and a half receiving yards a game. Now that's with Marcus Mariota at the end of Marcus Mariota, basically before he got benched, and then the start of Desmond Ritter uh, as a rookie he was putting up monster numbers and now he's got a full off season uh, an NFL off season where he's healthy, same system that he's playing in. He's knows the quarterback that he's going to be playing with. I think there's some reasons to believe that he's going to start off really, really hot. I don't know if he's going to average 85 receiving yards a game, but if he's anywhere close to that, he's putting up wide receiver one numbers. There's just no doubt about it. And again, it's, it's really, I think, hard to find like, you know, one of these uh, wide receivers with as much youth, with as much upside, like generally speaking, the, the, you know, the top wide receivers that you're looking at in dynasty, it's your Garrett Wilson's, it's your Chris Olave's like it's players from the same draft class, but like, it feels like if you're going to buy any of them, go buy Drake London at this wide receiver 12 discount. And even the trade market for Drake London feels really quite reasonable right now. I like I'm all in on Drake London. So one of the things that is fascinating, you mentioned Garrett Wilson is Wilson got a lot more targets last year than uh, Drake London. He was far less efficient and the, the, the stats weren't all that different. I think there was a difference of like 200 receiving yards, right? Garrett Wilson's being drafted or ranked as like the as a wide receiver five right now. Is that correct? Yep. And, and Drake London is going as you mentioned, wide receiver 12. London was the guy drafted higher. I think I still like Wilson better, but I'm not sure there be there should be that much of a gap between these two players. I understand that Aaron Rodgers is going to be the quarterback for Garrett Wilson for this year and maybe next year. But and there's still a lot of uncertainty there, and there's more mouths to feed in that offense than what the Falcons have. Drake London has not even turned 22 years old yet. Like, that's uh, exactly, crazy. it's yeah. crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It, looking at some of the recent trades uh, for Drake London, just to kind of review the market, Drake London in the 207 for Mike Williams, a 2024 second round pick and oh. a 2024 third round pick. Oh Drake get, London. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Go home. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Marlon Mack and AJ Brown for Justin Herbert, Drake London, the 201 and the 202 in this year's draft. I'll take the London side. London. Drake London for Greg Dulcich, the 211 and a 2024 second round pick. I'm assuming this is tight end premium. But regardless Even of whether so, it's who cares, I, it I don't could care be, if you get three points per pe- reception in a tight end. Give me Drake London. My, yes. I agree. Like this is why you need to go out and buy him is because I still think there are people out there that drafted Drake London last year and that are a little bit worried about the quarterback situation. And maybe this is the year that Kyle Pitts bounces back, which I think, I think he will. I Even think that Ky- only helps Drake London. Yeah. yeah. And it, I was gonna say if Kyle Pitts is 1100 yards this year, it's okay. There's, there's still probably 3,000 passing yards somewhere else to go to. And you look at the depth chart there. There's nobody that, are, that is going to catch passes on this Falcons team other than Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and occasionally Bijan Robinson. Yep. I, I think there's 
there's no downside, I feel like, to investing in Drake London yes. right now, whether that be in a startup, but especially the trade market. Like these are trades with all, all within the last week, Marcus, all occurred within the last week. Uh, give me Drake London in yes. every single one of these trades. All right, Kate, let's talk about the player that we would want to sell the most for the Atlanta Falcons next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make a fast break to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. I mean, right now, I would bet on the Nuggets to win the NBA championship. I think they are by far the best team left, but that's just me. Gee, I wonder who's going to win that. That NBA Finals MVP. I don't know. Uh, yes, a bike guy named Jokic. Uh, there's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen of the day. Every day, Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday to break down the rest of the NFC South as we go through our Dynasty holds, buys, and sells. So make sure you check out that. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about our Dynasty sells. Now, we were talking pre-show about how there's really just nobody you want to sell from this offense. Can you explain why? You're going to have to pry all of these Atlanta Falcons from my cold, dead fingers. My cold, my cold, dead talons, if yes. you will. The talons. Um, that's what Falcons have, right? Talons? Yeah. I don't know. Isn't that um, what they talk about in uh, Napoleon Dynamite is talons? I don't know. Yeah. Like that's, that's how you're going to have to pry these Atlanta Falcons players out of my hands. So from my perspective, right? Like we talked about Drake London being a buy. Uh, we you know, have talked endlessly about Kyle Pitts and his presumptive bounce back. Uh, the fact that he's still so young and like, we literally saw him put up uh, one of the most historic seasons from a rookie tight end ever as a receiver. Like we know what these players are. We know what Bijan Robinson is. There's a lot of elite talent here. And even when it comes to Tyler Algier, I'm going to talk about him in a bit, but I like, there's no player that I think they're, valuation is uh either like Tyler Algier like if anything he could be a buy based on his current evaluation as RB 51 in dynasty mm -hmm. startups like Kyle Pitts uh like not not much to do with Kyle Pitts there you know exactly what you're getting with an elite tight end um Bijan Robinson you know you're getting like the RB1 you know like it, it feels like everybody's ADP is really kind of like what you're going to get out of I that player. I disagree. I want to hear why. Cause you, you gave me your cell and I'm going to admit Marcus, I was a little scared for you to actually say this one out loud. Cause I do think we're going to get canceled and it's going to be yes, the end right. of the show because people are not going to be happy about this. It's Bijan Robinson <gasps> for a couple different reasons. He said it. He said it for real guys. It, I, I, I wasn't on this train before I started to look at some of recent trades and people are going nuts and I understand it right it's it's on one of the Bijan Robinson this elite prospect going to the one of the best run heavy teams in the NFL behind a great offensive line with a coach that wants to run the ball he's going to have monster production uh, there's just no way around it however he's being drafted as the fourth overall player 
and dynasty startups. And I think people have gotten a little bit too excited. I've got four trades here, Kate, just to show you how much people are valuing Bijan Robinson and why, if you have selected him in your rookie drafts, it might not be a bad idea to trade him right now because you can get an absolute haul for him. A couple of trades. Bijan Robinson for Nick Chubb, Cooper Cup, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, and a 2025 second round pick. I'm still probably rolling with Bijan there, it's but it Chubb, definitely. It's Chubb and Cup in multiple picks. It definitely depends, though, where you're at in your franchise, right? Like if okay. you're in a win now. If you're in a win now mode, yes, like Cup and Chubb are probably going to be like very much have the potential to finish number one overall at their respective positions this year. But both of them, I have concerns, sure. you know, in, in investing heavily from a long term. But if you're if you're out to get that ring. All right. Fine. Next one. Bijan for Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Hopkins and a 2024 first round pick. Bijan. Really? All of these players are like Alvin Kamara. We've talked about Alvin Kamara that, at length. Yes, that's a little Alvin bit of a Kamara, throwaway, but it's it's a it's a, it's a throwaway. Yeah, it's a throwaway. DeAndre Hopkins, like big question mark, right? It, all of these guys are aging assets that okay. could lose lose their momentum at any given point. I'll take Bijan there, but again, I understand the balance between immediate scoring potential versus the longevity that I think you're going to see with Bijan. Okay. Bijan Robinson for Jonathan Taylor, T Higgins and a second round pick. That There we go. That I would take, yeah. I, I would take the package. Okay. We got another one. Are you ready? The, the, the first two were a little, you know, closer. Uh, how about this one? We've got Bijan Robinson in the super flex league for Gardner Minshew. Ahmad Ross St. Brown, a 2024 first round pick, a 2025 second round pick. Mm. Those picks are so far out that I just want to, I actually value those because you just don't know what that team is going to look like two, three years down the road. So getting a top 10 receiver in Ahmad Ross St. Brown, getting a first round pick, I probably would keep Bijan there. But again, that's, that's quite a haul. It's definitely, it's definitely a haul. And again, I keep going back. It is a hundred percent contingent on where you are in your build. Uh, but again, it's, it's going to be really hard because you know what you're getting with Bijan Robinson. He is a generational prospect and you don't know what those picks are going to be. Yeah. Um, so it, it, I'm, I'm a bit like, I'm not saying you need to sell Bijan consider it if the price is right but it's gonna take a lot and most of those trades don't fit the bill for me i got one more for you this is this is perfect right it's Bijan robinson for drake london a 2024 first round pick a 2025 first round pick i would do it yeah see i again i'm not saying that you have to sell Bijan, but I'm absolutely floating him to other teams right now because the hype is so high and there's just no value. Like if you're taking him fourth overall in a startup, he has to perform like the RB one in order for you to get that type of, you know, value back on that pick. So if I can turn him into a receiver that we both like in Drake London and multiple first round picks, I might do that. I think that's fair. 
All right. Let's talk about our dynasty hold next. All right, Kate, who is your biggest dynasty hold for the Atlanta Falcons? I teased it a little bit earlier. It's got to be Tyler Algier, right? Like, you're not going to buy Tyler Algier. You're not going to, like, seek him out, although I I honestly might. It He's like a fringe hold slash buy for me. But right now, RB51 in Dynasty Startup Drafts, and obviously he's got a long pathway or a, a long uh, winding road before he is going to be in for any sort of amount of carries. But I'm going to make the argument that there is literally not a single more valuable running back handcuff in the entire NFL then Tyler Algier, 23 years old, 5'11", 224 pounds. And as a rookie, he was one of 16 running backs with over 1,000 rushing yards, averaged 4.9 yards per carry, tied for 13th among all running backs, 6th in PFF rush grade, 3.58 rush yards per attempt, 10th in missed force tackles. Like, he had a really, really incredible rookie season. And – I mean, we're, we're literally talking about the NFL or the, the Falcons offense, which led the league in rush attempts, ranked third in rushing yards, 10th in rushing yet touchdowns. Like this is the exact scheme that you want your running back to be involved in. Um, and like, what's beautiful. He only finished his RB 30 last year, but like saw the workload. We know this is a productive rushing offense. And I do think that this offense, especially as they uh, get a healthy Kyle Pitts back, um, you know, another year uh, with Desmond Ritter, you know, working the offense, it seems like they're very committed to Desmond Ritter, which like I was kind of surprised about, like I I thought that they would be more interested in the quarterback position in the draft I I didn't expect this kind of commitment to Desmond Ritter, which I think probably tells you a lot about the development that he's had, you know, in the past several months since we saw the 2022 season close out. But Tyler Algier, I think he was too dang productive as a rookie to totally write him off. And if I'm having to pay, you know, RB 51 price for one of the most valuable running back or backup running backs in the league, like, Players being drafted around him in dynasty startups: Elijah Mitchell, uh, yeah, I mean Kenneth Gainwell. Was, yeah, the, the thing is, there's no chance that Kenneth Gainwell is ever going to be the lead guy in Philadelphia's committee, right? Nope. Uh, and he's Jarek never going to get the goal line touches. Thirty-one-year-old Jarek McKinnon, uh, yeah, Malik no Davis, who Dallas Cowboy great Malik Davis. Excuse you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Raheem Mostert, 31 year old Raheem Mostert. Like I'm the upside is just there because if injuries happen at the running back position more than any other position, it it, as young and good as Bijan is, there's probably going to be a game or two that he misses over the next couple of years. Right. And any game that Bijan doesn't start, we're going to rank Tyler Algier Algier as a top 14 running back that week. And that reason alone he's worth the price tag and if he can get any kind of standalone value if he can turn this into a 65 35 split in the backfield he'll have some weekly flex upside as well yep absolutely uh for me it's Kyle Pitts um last year at this time he was unanimously the tight end one in dynasty leagues he slipped down to tight end three with Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey ahead of him He's only 22 years old, and he just came off you know, a year ago, the most productive season ever for a tight end as a rookie. 
he's still incredibly talented. He dealt with some injuries. The quarterback situation was not good last year. He was one of the top receivers in uncatchable targets. Don't forget why he was the fourth overall pick in the 2022 NFL draft. Don't forget that awesome rookie year. If I have him, and I do have him in several dynasty leagues, that's why I'm drafting so high this year in several of them. Um, I'm not moving him because there's just there's no trade package that somebody's going to give me of like, here's Dallas Goddard and a couple other spare pieces for Kyle Pitts. I'm just I'm just not doing that. But at the same time, I'm not going to give up as much or as many assets as I did last year to go get him because of the uncertainty at the quarterback position. So I, I recommend just holding Kyle Pitts until we get a, you know, at least another season of data points here. Yep. I, I absolutely agree. But it, Marcus, all things considered, man, we have to like give the, you know, the Atlanta Falcons, their flowers. If we, that's Is this going to be like say. one of the most fun teams in the NFL to watch this season. I think so. And I again, so like, too. I love, I love, love, love Desmond Ritter. I loved him coming out. He was one of my favorite prospects. Um, just from a, like, a, you know, a development standpoint, I thought he had a good, uh, a good NFL ready brain. Uh, and I do think like, uh, again, another year in that offense, another yes. year under his belt, um, you know, we might see some, some big ups from this yes. team. And I do think that generally speaking, we're, we're underselling this team for, for dynasty. All right. So just to recap. Uh, we're, we're talking about the Atlanta Falcons, our favorite buy, sells, and holds. You and I both highly recommend going out and buying Drake London right now as he's being drafted as wide receiver 12. I think you and I would both draft him inside the top 10 dynasty receivers right now. So there is some value there. As for sells, Kate, you don't really have any sells for this Atlanta Falcons offense. I'm not necessarily selling Bijan, but I'm putting him up in trade offers. And just asking for a ridiculous amount because you just never know. There's going to be some owner or some manager in your league, excuse me, that just wants Bijan Robinson on their team to watch. So send out a few offers there. And for holds, you're keeping Tyler Algier. I'm keeping Kyle Pitts. Let's just wait and see what this offense looks like, uh, you know, going into the year. Any final thoughts on Atlanta before we head out? That's all I got, man. I'm uh, I'm excited to see where this team ends up and and how they end up finishing because this is going to be a fun one to watch yes. and a really fun one to have shares in for your dynasty rosters. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Dynasty your first listen of the day. Again, Matt and Ryan back the rest of the week uh, to break down the NFC South. Just a wild, wild division. Kate, you and I back on Friday to answer your Twitter questions. So make sure you send them into us at Marcus underscore Mosier at Kate Majuk. We are free and available on all platforms and we will see you guys next time.